This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. What's up? And Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. Um, we're just going to hop. We're going to hop right in today. We're just going to hop right into it. That's what we're going to do. And uh, the thing I want to talk about first, and I, I put a one by it. We talked, we, we'll, we'll get going on the podcast when we're setting up and we'll write down a couple things. And uh, the thing I'm most interested in is what we're going to talk about first because it's all about me. Oh, it's, of course. It's, it's all about me. I mean, I've it, got the. There's something. If you don't mention this first, then I've, I'm, got I'm, the no, I, I've got the notebook. I control the podcast. Right. But if you don't mention this thing I'm thinking about first, <laughs> then we have to stop. So go ahead. Let's, let's no, see no. what it is. My, the it first is. thing, actually, the first thing, actually, that I want to talk about is the fact that this is... Oh, you did it. Okay. I don't have to interrupt. Go ahead. Our 100th episode of the Chromecast. 100. 100. Woo-hoo! We Woo! need a soundboard. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. I mean, I, if I had, uh, yeah, we need some effects loaded into this mixer. Yeah, just, you know, like eight or yeah. so. Some yeah. clapping. <laughs> some, Maybe clapping. some clapping, some booze. Yay! We need booze. Good job, Chrome Unboxed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. The Chromecast 100. Some firework sounds. Celebrate. <laughs> 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 yeah, the confetti popper. Yeah, you pops. know the sound. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know the sound. Yeah. yeah. Why do we need? <laughs> I'll just make all the sounds. <laughs> I like making I sounds. Say, we I'm not great at it. But we don't. We don't need fun. any sound effects. We have. We have Robbie to do them. So boom. There's that. There you go. I'm a soundboard. <laughs> not really. I'm, I'm not good at it. You remember soundboards on the Palm Pre? Yes. Oh, that was the best thing. That was ever. a thing for a little while. Yeah. So, sound- the office soundboard. Yeah. The soundboard. Soundboard. Yeah. So, do you all like how you thought I was going to like dive right into the? I thought you were, and I was like, you're going to mm-hmm. skip past 100. So it if was you a didn't trick. Say it, I was going to stop you. It was a trick. It was a trick. Stop the train. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, that's that's something cool that uh, you know we're 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 celebrating for sure, and uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a giveaway. <laughs> we didn't talk about what one. we're gonna give away. Yeah, why don't we, we just do why don't we just do those two? The the we have the two that are sitting on my shelf, right? The yeah. Uh, there's a clock. Yeah. Let's do the Lenovo Essential Smart Clock. Yep. And. There's a Nest, Nest Mini. Mini. Yeah. There's a Nest Mini in there as well. Second, there we go. Yeah, so two it. prizes. And we'll do two separate winners. So each, you know, we'll do two winners. Only you fine folks listening to this will know about it. So yeah. your odds are great. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll, we'll obviously. Yeah. We'll, yeah people, be on the website, people will so. know. But we'll yeah. send it. We'll send out an email blast. But 
but yeah, I mean, go get in her to win. And we just appreciate you all listening. This is something that we started way back and did a couple random episodes. We started off recording with a the Yeti mic. Yeah, the Yeti. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we blue, would all, the snowball. We yeah. would all sit around. Well, I'm going back even before that. I'm going back to when we were doing them. Oh, I was using that. No, it's an, that was the my Yeti, that yeah. blue Yeti, just the tall one. Yeah. You've Whatever seen a lot called. of people have it in yeah. videos. It's a real nice one. Yeah. I bought it thinking I was going to use it for all sorts of things. And yeah. And I never. sold it to, uh, who does, I sold it to Craig. He <laughs> yeah, bought it for right. like, yeah, he started using right. it for like playing Dungeons and Dragons Video or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, sure. That yeah. seems like overkill for that. But sure, yeah. man. Go right ahead. Go I'm right not ahead. using it. You obviously don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I, definitely <laughs> I don't, don't either. I'm just joking. Yeah. I just know how serious people get about they it. They do. Yeah. And he like, he wrote like JavaScript code. Oh, like yeah. He, he created he, this like turn-based thing. He, he, he was did, a JavaScript developer. So. He did some nerdy stuff and it was very cool. Um, but yeah, like we, we started way back in what, 20... Did we do one in 2016? We'd have to go back and look and see when the first episode was posted. Mm, no, it wasn't 2016. It would have been 2017 because it was. It was 17. It was, you're right. It was. It was. We when were we doing were, that right around the time that we went out to Google for the first time. Go out to Google. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, so we, we started, did one live from Google. Yeah, which was, that was cool. That was, it was, that was fun. kind of a mess, but yeah. it was cool. It was fun. We did video with it too, didn't we? We live yeah. streamed it. Yeah. <laughs> talk about talk about talk about typical like us thing to do like rather than just doing like the most basic thing we were like let's do this and let's do this and yeah we always do that for the trips especially we'll be like oh on this trip we're gonna do this we're gonna 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 eat there we're gonna do that and then between those things we'll do that and you do like let's do it let's do a live stream no we're not we're gonna wait two and a half hours to find a ride back from (laughs) mountain view that's what we're gonna do you do about 20 percent of the things you'd like to go do on those trips yeah Yeah, exactly so you know uh anywho (laughs) it is work it is still work at the end of the day you know we we started we started the podcast and it was it was uh it was in a time when we were all still very very part-time like doing this after work and yeah uh didn't have uh just didn't have the the resources at that time to do it consistently so we it kind of it kind of fizzled out but then when we started thinking about doing this full-time and what this was going to look like as kind of a full-time job obviously a weekly podcast is was definitely part of that and so we bought the gear uh we had some mics already we had some mic cables we bought the board which i'll, I'll shout out to this thing what is this this is the behringer it's uh, great it's up there at the top yeah i don't know how to say that Z- zenith yeah zenith i think well, it's the Q Q twelve O two USB. Yeah, so board. this was we'd actually Robbie and I had used the older version of this board. I still have the older version of this board, and then when we decide to do this, it's just an updated version that has the USB ports on it. And it's it's which, great for what we're doing. It's great. I mean, which is which is essential. That's the <laughs> key part. That's yeah. the key part to all of this. Yeah, you're not having to go analog and letting your DAC on your laptop try to convert convert it, all that the stuff. Signal you let it. You know the the soundboard itself is converting. It's got the the DAC yeah. in there uh, to just encode everything digitally and send it out to whatever you plug it into. I yeah, mean, I mean we've done it. We've done this through. Uh, we've plugged we've it done into it to multiple Chromebooks. Um, obviously, it works in the Mac. Plugged it into a phone. Into the phone. Yeah, it's basically. I mean, it's a digital signal. So right. anything that can receive that uh, uh, will will normally work. And so yeah, we got the board and we got everything kind of set up and. You know, we didn't start with anything crazy. It was just, and we do this a lot. It's kind of the the minim, minimally viable product, right? It's like, let's get something out there that's good, mm-hmm. that sounds really good. Let's think about it. Let's get the stuff together that we want to do. Let's do that. Like, let's not, you know, 
do it a quarter way. Like, let's get, you know, 75% there. Right, let's get it, let's you know? get it working yeah. well. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll brag a little bit. I think our podcast sounds great. And I think that, you know, getting the right board, getting the right mics, like doing these things make that, uh, you know, makes a difference, I think. So, uh, and since, so since we started back doing it in 2019... Um, I think so. If we're a hundred in, that means a hundred yeah. weeks. Because we, I think we've only taken like two or three weeks off. Yeah, October first, twenty seventeen was our first. Yeah, cause which would have been Google, right? Wow. Yeah, was, that would have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. Google. That yeah, that was the Google one, and then we took a big break. Big break. Well, we did a second one in October. Then we did one in December, and because originally we had committed to what one a month, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we were one every two weeks. So we were kind of one every two months after that and then yeah. we, i don't know when we took a break i would have to my. it was for a little while yeah um we just completely stopped doing it so yeah i mean it's it's cool that you know it seems like i want to say because I'm, I'm actually pulling it up right now i was now gonna to say see. somebody google uh, I'm, pu- I'm pulling this up <laughs> google i'm not having to <laughs> just google go to, anything we'll just go to our to podcast page <laughs> let's see so there's the october 1 2017 so one two three yeah, we didn't do many. We we did like a handful and then took four, a break. Four, <laughs> five, six. We did okay. seven. All right. So yeah, we got more seven. More than a handful. And that was, through, that was from October to um, late December of that year. Uh, and then we did not pick back up until, oh, we did one in February of 2018. <laughs> because And then we skipped all the way to April. This makes sense. April 2019. That's yeah. when you, That's uh, whenever went, you I came, went full, went full time. time. Yep. And so we started kind of setting since, up at Joe's Since house. then, we've only missed two, I yep. think. So three, that maybe. would have been maybe. episode. That was that was six episodes. Because um, yeah. our first one we didn't label episode one. We just because we it, it was there. on YouTube technically. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, so it, that was episode episode pre one and then one through six. So episode seven. So we've had what yeah. ninety four. This will be yeah. ninety four episodes since we've then. done since then. Yeah. Since April of twenty nineteen. So if you go April twenty twenty is a year. So yeah, I mean we've yeah. been very consistent. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that gets us almost exactly in yeah. week wise. I think I think we miss like Christmas each year. Yeah, That's we normally it. take off Christmas, and there's maybe been one other one that we've just I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's only been yeah, Christmas. I, I don't think not they were make everybody yeah. listen. Was while there? We yeah, because yeah, the, the snow <laughs> the snowstorm. Well, quarantine when we all had to quarantine, we did it. Yeah, so. Uh, it's been fun. I love. We're doing even the doing guest guest spots now. Uh, yeah. We did the, uh, shout out to the uh, Workspace podcast. Yep. Um, we did that. What was that? Monday, Monday night. So yeah, we were kind of snowed late, in late, late, late Monday night. We did that <laughs> with them, and uh, they use a thing. What was Zencaster? Zencaster. Yeah. Very impressed. Very that. impressive uh, online. Just a recording tool, uh, yeah. but it has it has some pretty decent features. But the audio quality was really impressive. And yeah, and to be able to patch everybody in and yep. um, you know the way it sounded between all of us, and, and it give it gave uh, them individual tracks. So like my track actually got messed up. Uh, and they emailed back after we got done. They're like, hey, something's up with your track. Can you go to this address? Went to this address, and it's a recovery thing that pulls it from the cache from your yeah, device. It right. pulled it and re-downloaded it and resent it to them. Yeah. And so he has the ability, after after it's over, you don't get one recording. You get all the tracks and separate recordings, and then you can mix it and cut in stuff yeah. if you want. Like, when we had first, it was impressive. Yeah, when we had first sp- spoken with these guys, um, I'd, I'd compliment them on the quality because they're, they're very new. They've only done a handful of episodes, but they're huge in this uh, Google, the Google Workspace space. Uh, but their their audio quality sounds really good. And then we found out they're literally using because we we jumped into a, a Google Meet first, and I thought we were just going to do it via yeah, Google Meet. And I'm like, 
All right, go over to this. Uh, go over to this link. We're going to record our audio here, and it it was it was really good. It was, yeah. it was, it was well done. It, yeah, that's 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 dope. And it, it I I love the uh, I love the episode. And so yeah, we'll definitely link that. So for anybody that wants to go check that out. Um, but yeah, like that that brings up another point. Like you know, we've had a couple guests on our show even, and that's something I would love to do more in the future. Um, you know, it'd be really cool if we had our weekly kind of news roundup on Friday, but then on Tuesday or something, you know, we have a guest that is a interview style. Um, but you know, that's, that's in the future and that's as we kind of continue to grow. But, you know, since we've kind of started doing this full time, um, this has been something that I definitely look forward to every week. It's fun to, yeah, it's awesome. It's fun to sit down and kind of flesh out some of these things, you know, and it's, we always have these sidebar conversations in the office, you know, and be like, Oh man, this thing. And like, we'll, we'll start riffing on something and yep. just kind of chatting about whatever it is that we're covering. You know, you, you end up producing an article or a video from that. And that's a very distilled version of what we actually right. talk about. And the podcast is an extension of that. Like it's still probably more distilled than just random chatting in the office, but it's way more like that, you know, it's way more of that just kind of fluid conversation where we can kind of, flesh out some of this stuff so it's yeah, just and, fun it's and just i think fun. it's you know that's it's an important uh avenue for us to continue to go down too because like you said with with video content and written content you know it's it's easy to get you get focused on distilling it to a point that i mean you get good at doing that and that's sure. fine but that's not how you actually communicate with people and there's really no room for it on youtube there's no room for it on the website people want their information they want to get it and move on and you know, we understand that and, and try to do our best to do that. But on the podcast, it gives us that avenue to, yeah. to engage in a different way, you know, and, and, and again, not to, not to, I guess I'm going to plug our, our Patreon, you know, like there's a certain level there that gets a, a live stream and, you know, it's the same type of thing. I think it's even more laid back than this. <laughs> yeah. even. It's like, yeah. it's this conversational thing that, that we get to do. And, um, and that's why I love, I, I really do love podcasting and I, I'm glad we've, through a hundred episodes, we've kept it this way. Sure. Like we've not, I don't think there's anything wrong with scripting stuff. I mean, we script videos, you know, but I also don't want to get into the point where we're, we're, um, holding ourselves to, you know, a specific layout. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I did appreciate like the, the guys, at the workspace recap, they did have a, it was a loose script, you know, a loose idea of what they're doing. And there was part of me is like, man, should we be doing that? Should we, you know, really script it down? But I think because of how we're structured, you know, with the website and with YouTube and then Patreon and this, it's like, this is for us, this is the time where we can yeah, kind of just take yeah. a breath and just talk, talk about stuff, you yeah. know? And, and so anything that takes away from that for us, I think uh, would be a step in the wrong direction you know, for this particular podcast. So I'm yeah. glad we've been able to keep it that way. Yeah, uh, for It's sure. not gotten overly produced. It's we kind of just doing the same thing and, and still enjoying it and, and getting yeah. to do this each week. So yeah, cause with the, like, especially the workspace guys, cause that's kind of their, their focus is the podcast. So it's, it's meant to be much more informative and that they have admin, uh, Google admins and people of that nature listening to that. So, uh, they, I that's don't, kind of I like don't, their primary. Yeah, I think source, I think their website is mostly a hub for the podcast. I yeah. think so. Uh, definitely, it's it's apples and oranges. It's uh, just two completely different things. So. Yeah. yeah, but there was a, a period there when they sent over a script and stuff. I'm like, man, are we are we you know 
slouching here? Like, <laughs> should we be script? Gosh, dang it! You know, like am I missing something? And then yeah, but you, know. you got to think but though. Once what, we were part of the co- the podcast, like I was like, cool. I see how you all use this, yeah. and for us, it's just a it's a little bit of a different medium. Yeah, uh, but like us. I mean, the guests that we've had, like when we have had guests, like we are a little bit more structured in yeah. that. Yeah. So you got to think true. like That's them true. having a guest on. You've got to maybe have a little bit more when it's just yeah. us chatting. I think we. But can. again, shout out to those guys. It was yeah. it was awesome being on that podcast. We had a great time. For sure, for sure, yeah, and it's, I I think it was a great episode, so, um, so yeah, definitely go check that out, but, okay, there's that, uh, 100th episode, and I'm stoked on it. I was looking for a soundboard, and I couldn't find a good one, (laughs) so, uh, I didn't want to be distracted. We'll do the, uh, we'll do the giveaway, and, uh, get that rolled out, and we'll link it, I'll go ahead and get it set up and everything, and we'll link that in the show notes, so definitely go get entered to win, a couple little goodies, if we think of any i don't know that we have anything else right now that's giveaway worthy floating around i don't think so i don't know it'll definitely be those two things so go get entered win yep. uh that little clock is is dope i've thought about getting one you guys are both using it right yeah i love it yeah no i have the love original it. i've uh, got this then i have that one but I, I i got i literally got it because it came with some smart bulbs we uh, uh bundle so, but I, I love the original one <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, we've got two of the essentials now i uh, bought one for my son because he saw ours and really wanted yeah. it and we saw it i think we ended up getting it for 22 dollars yeah. or something and got it for him for christmas as kind of like a little side gift and uh he he loves it too because it's you know they both my kids like to listen to like some low chill music yeah. at night when they go to bed. So it serves as that it's a nightlight when he needs it and clearly sees the temperature. He likes weather and the time is there. Like it's yeah. just, it just, it sits over there just and does works. what it needs to do. Just the only works. thing I could ask for that thing, I wish they could, it, it probably wouldn't be able to cost 25 bucks, but I wish they could get at least the sound quality you get out of the, the Nest mini. Yeah. Like the Nest mini, the Nest they, mini found, sounds it, great. It really does sound good for the size. Uh, it, it, it I like it. And in our, I left the Nest Mini in our bedroom with that clock, and I have them kind of separated, and I set them up as a speaker group so that it, it, I need to yeah. set mine by the by one of the kids' Nest Minis to see because I feel like the larger the clock is a little better. Probably. I've always compared it to the Nest Mini, but yeah, the Essentials you, one is super tinny. Unfortunately, ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for it's, it. It's it's more of a uh, uh, kind of utility speaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. it's it's there to talk to you, yeah. tell you your stuff, and yeah. read you the weather and yeah. whatever. Never mind. For sure. Oh, uh, see. But I told you the soundboards aren't easy to find for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's die. He's getting an ad, I think. Now what is this? What is this? Every time I try to do something fun or exciting, <laughs> you make it not that way. <laughs> you make it not that way. Why are you there the you way go. you Why are? Why are you the way that you are? My favorite, uh, my favorite Toby moment is right here. He's like, he's like, he's like come on, Toby. And Toby's like, what are we doing? He's like, I'm going to go hit you in the head with a hammer or something like that. I'm going to hit you in the head with a hammer. Uh, <laughs> poor Toby. Poor What's Toby. funny is Toby didn't start off so annoying. No. Like, you're just no. like, why is he so mean to him all the time? But then they made Toby so annoying that you're like, yeah, of course he's mean to him. It, oh, yeah. God, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff okay let's dive into some news for real this time um let's talk about um let's talk about the galaxy first so galaxy chromebook we have an official date we march, have news march 1st it's going to be available yes Go buy it so it went from uh, a couple of days before that it went to a res- reservation type thing like you could it was like first it was like no yeah it was like notify me right. and then it was like reserve it and now it's and then yeah a couple a days after now. that you know, and we knew that that was coming, um, but we couldn't say anything. Uh, and so, yeah, two weeks prior, uh, it came out and said, "Hey, it's 
you know, you can you can actually go pre-order it. You plunk down your money and go ahead and get yours. Uh, and there are some different, you know, deals or whatever associated with it uh, that you got some in-store credit and stuff at Best Buy and Samsung. So that's where they're rolling it out is Best Buy and Samsung.com. Um, and then, you know, general availability on the first. And so uh, it's cool to know that that is uh, available, uh, that it's there. Um, and it, it fell in line with the way that Samsung, like remember the, the Galaxy Chromebook, we saw it at CES and it was like, cool, when's it going to be available? Yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was coming. like, well, when is it going to show up? And we kept digging and digging and like, and then it just showed up. Yeah. And, and it was like, I remember, I think yeah. I wrote a, oh, yeah. a piece like, about this is like, why Chromebook releases suck. <laughs> yeah, like what the heck? Yeah. This is a big one. Like, yeah. don't screw this up. And so here's the Galaxy Chromebook 2, which is in so many ways inferior to the original one. Uh, I think in very possibly in, in good ways. Uh, yeah, but you know, sure. it's, it's not the, the bombastic Chromebook release like the last year's was. And yet they handled the launch perfectly. Yeah. Like perfectly. For sure. And Kudos. so, you know, they said, Hey, we're getting it out in Q1. Cool. It's coming out in Q1, you know, three and a half weeks before here's a reservation thing. Two weeks before here's your pre-order. Here's a launch date two weeks prior, just like they do with, with their phones. Like yeah, they say, here's it. Here it is. Here's when it's going to launch. March first. I guarantee you'll be able to walk over to Best Buy and go pick one. Exactly. Up. Which you is know? yeah, and that's like, the way it should be. It, it and this is a big name thing. Like Samsung, regardless of what you think about them or about this Chromebook or whatever. Like Samsung is Samsung. You know, it's it, when it comes to consumer electronics and the Android Chrome OS type space. That's and when it comes to non Apple stuff. Speaking, you know, specifically, like Samsung is one of those companies that just people get excited about people care about you know for better or worse and so it it doesn't matter that this this chromebook isn't the monster that the original was it's still important you know and just like when we expect at some point like a samsung chromebook 5 i mean the chromebook 4 was pretty good last year we expect the chromebook 5 to come out people will be interested in it too like just the way it is it's samsung people care right uh just because samsung's on the label so uh, yeah, so we're excited that, that that's out. Uh, we're excited to get our review unit in. We're excited to see what uh, what this thing's going to be like because I, I think there's there's reason to be excited about yeah, this Chromebook. It, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's uh, the price point, obviously, hopefully people will buy it because um, obviously, I mean, more more people using Chrome OS, the better, um, especially a, a, a well-made device that I mm-hmm. think they're going to get a good experience out of. And so, yeah, it's cool to see them roll it out the right way yeah, where people can go buy it, it. It is kind of a shame because the the current Galaxy is on sale for six ninety nine, and it's a killer deal at that cost. I mean, it's it's a really great deal. But I feel like the new Galaxy will sell better at six ninety nine than the current one does on sale, just because. Yeah, it, well, it well, missed the mark out for yeah, informed form, form, Yes, it missed the mark out of the gate for whatever reasons. And, you know, we've talked about that, but it just feels like it's never really recovered. Because when it goes on sale and it's three hundred dollars off, I like telling people because I'm like, this is an incredible deal and it's an incredible Chromebook. As long as you can deal with meh battery couple, life, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a couple little caveats. The, it's the overheating great. thing is not that huge of a deal, right? Like it's it's concerning. I think like yeah. it, gets, it gets hot enough that when you're, you're like, spending $1,000, especially Ew. you're like, <laughs> yeah, like how, how well will the components hold up under that kind of heat uh, over, over time. And so, you know, the galaxy Chromebook two solves those issues. Right. Like, I mean, they're touting 13 hours of battery life and they're on their landing page and stuff. Like it's one of the main talking points for this thing. So I feel like they looked at that and went, 
okay, we're reversing course on this. This thing's going to have good battery. You know, they put fans in it to deal with the heat stuff. Like, I, I think the Asus and the Galaxy Chromebook were the only ones, the only 10th gen core processors that came out with no fans, right? Like, everybody else stopped doing that. The Asus, that, right? they were fanned, weren't they? Oh, it was fanned. Yeah, but yeah. The, was the, fanned. the Galaxy was the, the only, only one. one to do a Comet Lake <laughs> core. Well, and I remember we were like, yeah. how is that, how's that going to work? Yeah. I guess it'll be okay. Yeah, no, we were at CES. We were like, it this should be all And right. the reason, it, I, uh, like Robbie said, informed buyers or whatnot, people were looking at the last generation of devices and saying, oh, well, you know, the Pixelbook Go and this and those are not the same processors. Those no. are Y series mobile, pro- which these are technically mobile too, but they're mobile laptop, not mobile tablet. I right. guess there's a thin line. Y series processes were processors were never in, meant to be fanned. U series processors are. They should be fanned. It's yeah, not saying so the you fact can. that they did that was super yeah, weird. Yeah, you know, you have some Chrome boxes now that are U-series, and they're not fanned, but they have these heat-dissipating chassis, and they're not these tiny little thin form factors. Samsung, it was just a big fail for them to do that. I understand what they were trying to do, but that was just a bad choice, really bad choice. And the odd part is they made that mistake before. The Samsung Chromebook Pro, I remember us yep. doing videos about its heat dissipation and how, because it was, people were like, it's overheating. It wasn't overheating. And I'll still stand by that. We we know we did temperature checks on it. It was getting too hot. Yes. It was it was too hot for what a laptop should be doing. Like that that's over the, the amount of heat that a laptop should put off without having some way to dissipate that heat. Is it going to burn you? No. Is it going to cause you damage? No. Maybe internally, long term, again, you, with those kind of heat, you know, those heat levels, maybe that causes issue. I don't know. But to say it's overheating, like it wasn't like overheating and shutting itself down because it got too hot. Yes, because that's thing. what traditional laptops do. The CPU throttles first, and then if it gets still continues to, it just, hey, you're done. And they're that's fun, not like, happening. Android and iOS both do that too. Yeah. Like if you leave your phone out in the sun, for instance, like yep. if you're at the pool or something, that big and you pick it up and it's hot, it'll just be like, look, you we're shutting it down. Like we're not going to overheat the elements and, and damage something internally until the until the phone cools I had down. A phone that used to do it. that all the time. As long as with my LGs, yeah, like I think it was the LG, constantly yep. doing that. Yeah, and you know uh, the Pixel three or four uh, did that quite a bit. Um, I remember my wife having that same issue. Um, it might be the four this summer. She had it quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that that's overheating. That's too much heat. You know, and, and it's causing detrimental things. That the, the Chromebook Pro was never doing that, but there was enough complaints about it. Hey, this thing's getting too hot. That was a Y-series mobile processor, too, Skylake. Uh, and, and we all know now, looking back, Skylake was just a hot mess. Um, it was just, you know, Intel moved on to something it new, and it was the first of the new <laughs> thing, and it was it was rough. Uh, but you would think, having been bitten by that before with a big-name Chromebook, that's the one that got announced. We, we reference it all the time in Vegas, CES 2017, on stage. It was a big deal. Uh, they got bit by that. You, like I just, in my head with the Galaxy Chromebook, I thought, they're I know gonna, they don't have fans. But they're going to iron out all of this. Surely they figured this out. <laughs> and then also while we're looking at this gorgeous device, by the way, I mean, God, AMOLED screen, super thin, super light, just aluminum everywhere. Just it's beautiful. The the Galaxy Chromebook is gorgeous. And you know, I'm so enamored by all that stuff that the fan thing. I'm like, I I feel like they've 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 been bitten, so they fixed this. And I never even considered battery life yeah. because we hadn't we haven't talked about bad battery life in a Chromebook since when? When's the last time we had a 
the 4K uh, Yoga C630. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even a then, Core it, i5. But even know, then, it wasn't. It was passable. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, a, it was yeah, like five hours, was, something like that. But still, I have Chromebooks you, that get worse. But you understood, <laughs> like it was a 4K screen. Yeah. It was an eighth uh, gen processor. Like it, this thing, if you want battery life, stick with a 1080p screen. My pixels, my pixel is good for an hour and ten minutes. Because <laughs> yeah, honestly, fourth yeah. gen Intel's what kind of came in. They they figured something out. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Uh, Haswell. Haswell. Yes. So Haswell came in and fixed. I remember getting Chromebooks with Haswell processors and be like, oh my God, I can get more than two hours on a Chromebook. This is yeah. amazing. But, you know, the original Pixel, Chromebook Pixel, has a Ivy Bridge. Yeah, third yeah. gen. And it didn't have that. And I mean, you just, doesn't matter what set, you can do whatever you want with the device. You're getting three hours max. That's the best you're going to do out of that thing. And that was acceptable back then. Yeah, it's awesome. I used mine a couple of weeks ago, and it had literally been sitting in the box under our coffee table for at least four months. At least. I have not touched it. Opened it up. It came right on. I was blown away. But within 15 minutes, I had to plug it in. <laughs> it was, it was like, you got 50% battery. You're all good. No, it's dead. Uh, and done. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you can look back at laptop history. I mean, remember the that, MacBook yeah. Air when it got its first Haswell version? It was like, oh, cool, a MacBook Air that doesn't die in two hours, three hours. It was just the way things were back then. But from that point moving on, like Chromebooks getting six to eight hours was normal, and then it got eight to ten hours, and then the big boys would get you know ten to twelve hours, and we just kind of forgot. It. it was like the iPad, you know, like you don't. I don't know what battery life is on an iPad. Like forever. I don't know. You charge it and it just works for a long time. Like you don't, you just don't think about that stuff because those are the types of uh, devices that you generally use for a handful of things. We talk about phone batteries all the time because you're using it all the yes, time. Yes. I mean, the phone right. is something you reach for, reach for, reach for constantly. So obviously you're going to talk about phone batteries and those have even gotten all day. And so like the thought that, 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 that Chromebook was going to come out and have atrocious battery life never crossed my mind. I know it was 4k. Yeah. I, I mean, like, cause it wasn't even yeah, marginal. Okay. It was, you know, I it's could bad. see being 4k and everything that it was, I could totally see, you know, six hours. That's not great, but okay. But I mean, it was, it would struggle to get anywhere near six hours of battery. Oh, I mean, you'd have to keep the, the brightness down to like 35, 40% yeah. to get yeah. there. It was when I used it the way I wanted to use it. I did that. Cause I was like, I'm just going to find out, you know, I got to find out if I can keep this thing. Cause I went and bought one. You know, and I'm and I'm running all these tests on it. Three is about what I got. Three hours of battery life. And granted, I work at a desk most times. But had I had that through the pandemic and stuff, gross. It was terrible. Or like, traveling. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. And I just I I know I don't need the battery every single day, but I want to know that it's there. I don't. Right. It doesn't have to last three days on a charge. I don't need that. Just get me through the work day. I yeah. just need to get through a day in the event that I need to. And it just. It, those two failings were huge, especially for a $1,000 Chromebook. And it doesn't matter how many things you get right. Those are really, really crucial parts of the formula. And so now it looks like Samsung's kind of fixed those things. You know, with the Galaxy Chromebook 2, you have, you have fans inside. So overheating, no big deal. Clearly, you got bigger batteries, and they're touting battery life. Because if you looked at the original Galaxy Chromebook, they never talked about battery anywhere. Mm-mm. They're nope. just... Like they just kind of skipped it because they knew I, they knew going in that they won't notice if we don't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and we didn't. We didn't until everybody got yep. it and was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Uh, and so you know they fixed the the main things, and then I think they just made some 
some changes to the formula uh, that fit the the landscape of of Chromebooks right now, where we have these mid range Chromebooks that are getting really good and uh, are more accessible because the price is lower. And so all those things kind of come together. You know, you've got a QLED screen now instead of a 4K AMOLED screen. And honestly, on a 1080p or a 13.3 inch device, 1080p is great. I'm looking at one literally right now. It's 13.3 inches. It's 1080p. It's the Lenovo C13. From where I'm sitting at a normal distance, I can't pick pixels out. So once you add more pixels, you're just adding overhead for no good reason. So 13 inches is is fine with 1080p. And it's QLED uh, or QLED or whatever. QLED. I, I, did, I said it's it right. QLED. It's QLED. It's got to be QLED. Uh, I, we say I OLED. Say, I usually say QLED, but we do say OLED. Where so did that, QLED. where did the, somebody else, ha, like other people have said that. Most people say QLED. Uh, so where'd I, you get I QLED? QLED? I don't know. You just started it? That's what I do. That's just what I, I'm going to be honest. QLED <laughs> sounds better. More yeah. QLED sounds weird. right. Yeah. yeah. But OLED, OLED sounds right. Yeah. OLED. I see. I say OLED a lot. Do you say AMOLED? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say OLED. <laughs> Whatever. I have dual standards. Uh, okay, I'm duplicitous. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I we haven't seen this thing in in person, so I, yeah. I can't really comment. But I've seen Samsung's QLED screens. But see, I did it again. I've seen their screens in TVs, and they look fantastic. Yeah. So right. I'm expecting a great display, like probably top three, top four. You know, you you got to mix in the Pixel Books and the you know Chromebook Pixels. HP X2, like those devices that have those screens, the Spin 713. So it's probably going to be like a top five kind of contender uh, from a screen perspective. So to me, that's a sidestep. That's not a downgrade. I know it's not AMOLED, but AMOLED at high brightness destroys battery too. So you had a double whammy there with the the original. Um, So you're going to have a great screen that does the resolution properly. You're still getting a backlit keyboard. And we noticed on their landing page, they're talking about their key spacing yeah. and where the kind of blah, touting blah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're talking about it a little bit. Makes me feel like they're probably using the same keyframe they did on the original. It was great. It's probably going to be a great trackpad. I don't see why they would swap it out. You get the cool red color. As long as the speakers are good, like they're saying they are because the original speakers were terrible. Uh, if they're good speakers. Like I'd love to, I'd love for them to be pixel, but go, Type speakers. If they're if the speakers are great, that keyboard typing experience is great. The screen's great. We're convertible. It's USI. I know it's a Core i3, and I know people are like, "Ooh, what was it? Core i3? Why is it 10th gen?" You know, and I get that it's coming out this year, but again, you have to think about what they're aiming for. They're aiming for more of that middle market, and we've seen it. I mean, the Core i3, the 10th gen Core i3 is plenty. Awesome. Yeah, it's got mm-hmm. tons of horsepower, uh, and they're mixing it with eight. 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of for you know the, SSD. For the average person using a Chromebook, Man, it is it's gonna plenty. Fly. It's going to fly. And so if $700 is the price, as long as it pulls off, hey, it feels great. It looks great. It's light. The speakers are great. The screen feels great. Like if it pulls all that stuff off, I don't care if it's 10th gen or not. Like if it gets them $300 off that starting price and then it goes on sale for 100 150 yeah. bucks off and it gets in that $550, $600 range, it's like... I think they're going to have something great on their hands. Now we get it in and it's like, uh, the build quality is a little iffy and that, that whole 178% louder than whatever speaker thing just ends up being loud, crass speakers and the screen kind of disappoints. Yeah. And maybe the trackpad's not great. You know, like if some of those things fall through, it's going to be like, it's not going to be a great device and they're just going to have missed again this year. I don't So it, I'm, I'm super eager to get it because I think it's going to be great, but, 
it may not be. I feel like it's going to be that Pixel Book Go kind of great, like understated, a little bit behind tech wise, but but awesome experience. Right. I want to go pick like the one I want to go pick up is Pixel Book Go almost every time. I just want to go pick that device up. We've said before the spec sheet isn't everything, and and there's other things that add to the formula of a great Chromebook. Yeah, I mean, I had this Core i seven sitting by the Pixel Book Go all week while I was working from home and. The go was where I went. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm doing something where I need to test something with some horsepower, the the go is where I'm working. And and most people, yeah, yeah for the general person. So, yeah. So we're we're obviously clearly excited about this Chromebook. Uh, as soon as we get one in, obviously we'll be doing uh, doing some testing and figuring these things out and making some videos about it, and writing some articles. So yeah, and, and um, the the article that went out this week about it specifically, other than the announcement, was just comparing it this new Lenovo configuration that's. Apparently started showing up, but the more we look, it looks like people maybe bought lots of them from from Costco and are just reselling them on some of these places. Uh, regardless, it's becoming more available uh, in different places, but it's just an upgraded version of the Lenovo uh, Flex Five, and so it, it bumps it up to four gigs of RAM, one hundred twenty eight gigs of eight storage, gigs, eight gigs, of RAM. eight gigs of RAM. Sorry, uh, from four gigs. And when you start setting that next to the Pixel or to the uh, Samsung Galaxy Chromebook Two, it's like well, these mm-hmm. look really similar. 13.3 inch 1080p you know 128 gigs of storage 8 gigs of ram 10th gen core i3 you know like backlit keyboard all the things start lining up usi stylus yeah convertible like these so, are basically the same <laughs> except the lenovo cost 479 dollars. Yeah. so are the other little aesthetic things right and all right. the other little things that go into a great chromebook like i said are those worth that for you maybe like and that's going to be that's as a reviewer that's going to be a tough that's going to be hard yeah. line but i, I we feel like a, we we'll know a, like once we get we still it have a flex five floating around mm-hmm. we have a flex five? yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'll so be like fun. being able to talk Somewhere. about it in relation to the flex five and in relation to the pixel go because right. It's, it, it is interesting. I thought about this today. It's interesting to think that when we saw the, the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, we all immediately thought, this feels like the successor to the Pixelbook. I mean, sure. it, it did. It felt like mm-hmm. this is, you know, Samsung's Pixelbook, you know, the boxy edges, the high-end stuff. Like, this feels like what the Pixelbook 2 could have been or something. It almost feels like the Galaxy Chromebook 2 is the follow-up to the Pixelbook Go right? in a lot of ways. I For mean, sure, which is kind of weird. It that is. That's kind of lined up that and way. Maybe Samsung is maybe doing that on, absolute on purpose. Maybe they're kind of following the uh, the, the Google train there. <laughs> but from a true consumer mindset, though, I believe that a lot of people will pay the extra money simply for the aesthetic and the yeah. name. I yeah. mean, it's Sam, that's true. Samsung, Samsung that's stick. True. That's what they do. I mean, you know, people know Lenovo, but not the Flex. Yeah, the Flex the 5 same. is great, but it looks utilitarian. It looks like something you would get handed out to you at your office IT department. The Samsung's eye-catching. Yep. It's Samsung, yep. and people again, will weigh the difference of uh, $200. It's, yeah. it, again, having more options is always good. Always. You but, can make the choice whether you want the more utilitarian, it's cheaper, it does all the same things, or if you want to pay a little bit more for that kind of what I didn't Galaxy think about what, Chromebook feel. What Gabe just said, too. Like Chromebook imagine <laughs> Imagine walking into Best Buy. General consumer walks into Best Buy, looks at the shelf, and those two Chromebooks are sitting next to each other. Mm. And you've got this utilitarian thing that's the same size. Normal it's looking. a little thicker, but... You know, just kind of plain. It's a normal. And then you've got this fiery red Chromebook with this eye-popping QLED screen. They're probably well. You could be drawn to that that other one. Yeah, you know that that red and that screen and all that stuff. Like they they know what they're doing. Oh, absolutely, for sure, for sure. 
And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that moment though. I can't wait to walk into a Best Buy and see that thing sitting there. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to look is, good. This is going to be a cool device. So, okay, uh, let's take a quick break for an ad and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. We are going to dig in now to a couple uh, kind of processor things. We haven't talked about ARM in a while. It's been a while. It's been like a week, so it's right? Let's, like, get, let's jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a couple. Uh, been a couple episodes. We haven't talked about it, so uh, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it keeps coming up because it's it's going to impact Chromebooks, uh, just like it's impacting everything else oh, over yeah, time. So, yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna keep coming up. Hopefully, we'll have some of them around sooner than later um, so that, you know, we can actually back up some of these claims. Yeah, that, that I mean, we've... In yeah, hopes, we've honestly, been, that we have kind of hanging on ARM processors. I mean, to be, I mean, all jokes aside, we've been talking about this for a while because it, it is going to change, I think, some things or at least influence things a lot. Right. And right. I think that these MediaTek chips in particular have me really excited. I mean, the 7C stuff, I mean, we've talked about this before. We, I don't know if we, we'll get into all that today, but... Uh, the MediaTek chips to me are, are interesting um, because they're built specifically for Chromebooks. Agreed. That's what's interesting. Yeah. And it, the 7C is like, hey, here's a compute chip that, you know, it's kind of like a yeah, mobile that, if, yeah, compute feels chip. Yeah, more it's, of a, it's, the route of Intel. Like, here's yeah, what it does. Throw that in a Chromebook. <laughs> make your, yeah, make your Chromebook work with it. Uh, that being said, you know, some uh, Coach Z benchmarks showed up uh, this week in Geekbench 4 and 5. And... It puts it right on par, uh, basically uh, besting the 765G that's in the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4a 5G uh, right now. So it's it's faster, both single and multi-core uh, than that. And then it puts it just below uh, the 845 that's in the Pixel 3 XL that Joe carries right now. Uh, and it's it actually is faster single-core scores by a couple hundred points, um, a slightly bit slower, uh, a couple hundred points <laughs> on multi-core scores. Yeah. So... I would say pretty close to on par with that, you know, 845, which makes sense. I mean, the original Snapdragon Chromebook stuff was all around the 845 to begin with. Exactly. So it makes sense that the 7C is kind of in that realm. Uh, but I was happy to see that because that's going to be that's going to be a lot faster than what's in say uh, it, something like the Duet right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so much we we put it up against the scores the Duet gets exactly those scores and it literally doubles it up. And so um, that that's hard to quantify. It's hard to be like, oh, it's is it going to exactly get say octane? Is it going to double octane? I I don't know, don't know. Um, I hope I hope so. I hope it does a little bit more than that. Technically, it'd be nice to see like octane scores in the mid, you know, twenty thousands or something that like that. That would be dope. Um, that would be dope. But either way, if if we get something in that kind of realm, um, like this you know, Lenovo I'm using, it's got the Ryzen five in it. You know, it's getting twenty four thousand roughly on octane. And again, I know that that benchmark is outdated. Uh, but it's still, it's still actually a pretty decent measure for us right now because it's just testing JavaScript speeds. So it's testing stuff you would do in the web, um, and I, I I don't love the fact that these AMD processors are only getting like twenty four thousand. I mean, it's, it's okay. weird because uh, someone else said it was getting better. Didn't uh, it? Uh, shoot, 
there was a review that went out uh, uh, just this week. And they Tom, said thirty-eight thousand. Yeah, I, and we got that literally one time. one time on the Acer, or was yeah, it the yeah was one one of these Ryzen fives? We got like a killer benchmark. It was like, oh man, this is gonna be great. Everyone since then has been right there in that <laughs> mid got 20, our 23, 24,000. <laughs> got our um, hopes up, <laughs> and we have the same one that everyone else has. This is this is what's out on the market. This is the Ryzen five eight gigs of RAM, and uh, I don't and, know. And to put it in perspective, I mean, twenty four thousand isn't like a slouch. It's not like oh god, I hate using this Chromebook. No, it's but so slow. Yeah, this but you, Ryzen you can five, tell. yeah, this Ryzen five. Our hope was that this would be on par with i three i five Comet Lake, right? And it's not. It's not. It's just not. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Part of that could be software like Chrome OS is still. They were still working kinks out. You know, I've had a couple really bizarro bugs. I had one yeah. where like my screen, my extended display was shifted over like about a third. <laughs> it's, it wasn't gone. It, it was, was just funny. the the it's, left third yeah. was shifted over to the right side of my screen, so my mouse would go. You know, kind of around yeah. yeah it was it was super bizarre and <laughs> it i've had was some like, other weird it was like sorry i've gotten turned and i can't, get back. I can't get back um <laughs> it, get little back. little weird stuff has kind of cropped up like that and i just chalk that up to you know this is a new chipset for chrome os and so there's going to be little bugs like that yeah. that pop up but i don't think the overall performance is oh this is bug related yeah. it's going to get crazy better it'll get a little bit faster just right. like everything else does with chrome os over time but it's not going to get marked markedly no, faster no. Uh, over time. So, I mean, that's where we're at with this. That being said, those kind of scores translate into that real-world performance that is good, uh, especially if I'm on one screen. If I'm just on the Chromebook by itself, not extending it to my mm-hmm. big old display, mm-hmm. it's really pretty fine you know and it's not like man this thing just i can tell like with the hp that's, that's, that's what you want to hear from it's pretty uh, fine from, from an expensive chromebook it's pretty fine yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean to be honest <laughs> i don't know several uh, dollars it costs yeah, a lot <laughs> this particular model of course lenovo's pricing is so weird it's all out of whack but yeah this one i i Want to say it's like eight hundred, something yeah. like that. Yeah, they've kind of done that's the a problem. H- yeah, they've done the HP thing. They have like this just crazy retail prices, and then they've been running sales on them that'll save you five hundred bucks all week. But yeah, it, even at that sale price, it's like eh, I'd rather just go buy the spend seven thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's the the tough thing. Like we're gonna probably do our review of this device next week. You know, that's a tough thing with devices like this. It comes with a lot of bunch of like little perks and stuff like the little front facing or the world facing camera was great. We used it in a chat, you know, and the, the, the pointer nub, um, it mostly works. Sometimes it just chooses not to, um, but could be huge for certain people in certain workforces. And, you know, it's, it's build quality is really nice and it's sturdy and it's decently good looking for a ThinkPad, you know, yeah, yeah. lots of good IO, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's got a lot of good parts to it. I like, I really like typing on it. Uh, keyboard's great. So it's, it's this, got all those things. But oh, like it has the, the side firing speakers. Yeah. Ooh, those are terrible. Ooh, they're terrible. Who, like, uh, like Asus did bad. that on the C302 and it was just, yeah. it was bad. They're not just like, eh, they're kind of bad. They are hot garbage. They're so, so <laughs> bad. Remember we, I put, I was playing something and it turned the Pixelbook Go on. It's like, oh my God. Like I get it, the Pixelbook goes amazing. But yeah, we listened to so like an bad. entire uh, uh, live thing from Google yesterday on the Pixelbook Go. Go. Yeah. It sounds like, like the yeah, person's just there next to you yeah. talking. Doing that on another Chromebook would be horrible. Yeah, that, but you know, all I have to say, like the the, the performance of this thing uh, for its money, maybe not be great. But ARM Chromebooks will come in. These Snapdragon Chromebooks, they're not going to be crazy expensive, right? And so, like we even saw in their in the education uh, thing that they did yesterday. 
they slipped in, uh, you know, the Acer 511 limousine, <laughs> which somebody clearly like, copy pasted from a from a spreadsheet because that's the code name of yeah. one of the Snapdragon 7C Chromebooks <laughs> we've been tracking. We're like, well, I guess that's what limousine is. So there you go. Which, uh, I, like, what and if it's they not just limousine? It's no. limozine. Yeah, Z E N. It's yeah. not even limousine. Like. Yeah, I, I hope they just roll with it. How funny would it be if that, that's, that's it, like, on the box? And <laughs> this everything. is the limousine of Chromebooks. <laughs> it is definitely go. not. Like, no, it it is, it's no. all education yeah. looking. Yeah. But the fact that it's going to come with a 7C processor, and it tells me that they're not going to be charging an arm and a leg for these Chromebooks. No. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't expect to see wildly high prices. So if we can get that kind of performance out of the 7C, uh, and, and that by that kind, I mean like in the 20,000s. So if it does end up doubling up, because we get about 10,000 out of the Lenovo right now. Yeah. If it gets in those 20,000s, and we're talking crazy battery life, uh, super thin form factors when, when they're needed, you know, devices like Coach Z, these tablets that are, that are going to be thin and light and easy to move around and very versatile and great at playing Android games. Like these are going to be some compelling devices and mm-hmm. hopefully at, at prices that are, yeah. that are really interesting. And that's, that's what arm brings to the equation is that, Oh cool. We can ditch fans. Great. We can do thin form factors. Cool. This, this chip isn't insanely expensive. Great. It's really fe- flexible to, you know, write code and make things work. Cause I mean, God, they've been working on Snapdragon Chromebooks since 2018. Yeah, late 2018. We've been yeah. tracking it for a while. Well over two years now. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I feel like maybe it's three years. I want to say it was 2017. Goodness gracious. Yeah, we, we had a, yeah, we had an off-the-books conversation with someone tangent oh, yeah. to a project that involved ARM processors. No. And I, that was... He was he was in charge of yeah, that whole yeah, thing. We, he clearly is not That, that conversation never happened, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is something <laughs> that Qualcomm, even prior to it becoming a reality and the, the work being done, this is something Qualcomm's been looking at for a long time. Yeah. Long time. And so, I mean, that's why I don't, I don't want to say, okay, the MediaTek stuff's encouraging because again MediaTek has said hey we're building here's two chips we're going to make four Chromebooks 100% like these chips aren't going to show up in laptops and they're going to show up in or like PCs they're not going to show up in tablets or phones these are specifically made for Chromebooks so the MT8192 8195 um, those are exciting because like having something that is is built from the ground up we've talked about this before that's that's part of the other thing that ARM brings to the table it's not just cost effective and and uh, power uh, consumption effective. It's also, you know, the ability to morph these cores and use these chips in ways when you're putting it together from the ground up to go, Hey, this is going to be used for a Chromebook. What cores do we need? What do we want to utilize in this thing and, and use it in, in the proper ways. And so that's exciting, but I don't want to undermine that the 7C, even though it's not built specifically for Chromebooks, it's, it's still going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great because they're still flexible. Right. Like they, they can still write stuff and change things right. um, on the fly if they need to. Uh, yep, you're right. December 21st, 2017 is when uh, we began tracking Chezza, which was an 845 based. Uh, and so we thought like that stuff would happen yeah, soon. Yeah, because you it's were. It's forever. And there, I was on a cruise. Yep, that's right. Um, we pulled into a port at one place and my phone started blowing up the way it does, you know, when you finally get internet again. And that was one of the notifications. I was like, what? Finally, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's cool. Like, I get it. That's why they, they, they 
took what they did with the 845 and they transitioned because it's like, eh, Qualcomm's doing a different thing. They're trying to make some chipsets that are made for laptop computing. And so that means you can maybe run with some bigger cores where you couldn't on a phone and all that stuff. So taking a phone processor and throwing it in a Chromebook isn't the best option when you have processors built for laptops. Exactly, yeah. But again, being fair, the 7C is built for laptops, Windows laptops, Chromebooks, that kind of stuff. And so while they can be flexible, we now have the MediaTek's coming along uh, that that are not just flexible; they're they're made yeah, they're, for Chromebooks, yeah. and, and so uh, that ninety five is going to be dope. I, I think so. Uh, the The only downside to the the MediaTek's are are going to be, uh, uh, you know, the fact that they're they're, uh, you know, the GPU on them isn't going to be as good as right. what the Snapdragon comes with, and so that's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, we won't know how that plays out until yeah. until it actually right, happens. Because, yeah, because from what I've been reading, uh, what's on the the larger chip, the largest chip is is kind of light years ahead what we have on the eighty one eighty three. Oh yeah. So, I mean, my my kids have the ten e tablets and they yeah. love them, and for what they do, they're great. So I can imagine that the eighty one eighty one ninety five. Yeah, that's, the, right. that's yeah. the big one. It's going to be more than enough to handle what most people oh, use yeah. a tablet for. It's not going to be the latest, greatest gaming thing you can have, but it's going to be really good. So and the other cool thing about like that I've even seen for uh, with MediaTek is games like PUBG that are generally um, a little slow to adopt other processors. Like <laughs> they'll make it work really well on a Snapdragon, but outside of that, they're just like, eh, yeah, whatever. And so other Chromebooks, like when we had those rock chip Chromebooks, I remember putting PUBG on oh, one yeah. of the Samsungs and it was terrible. It wouldn't run. If you use an Intel Chromebook still or an AMD Chromebook, the game will run, but it clearly is not hitting the GPU not, the way it should. It, it's right. not optimized no, for sure. not at all. I mean, these, these, these Chromebooks have way more uh, computing ability than what it looks like they do when you run that game. But now if you grab uh, one of these MediaTek 8183, so the Duet or the 10E launch PUBG on it, you actually can go up to HDR settings and you can't go to extreme frame rates. If you go down to like smooth, you can go to extreme frame rates. But I mean, you can turn frame rates up, you can get a lot of shadows and all that kind of stuff. It's so working. you can clearly yeah. tell that, that PUBG is like, hey, we need to make sure we work well with MediaTek as well. Because MediaTek is, has become this giant chip maker. It's not like, oh, there's some side thing. They're not rock chip. You know, they're, they overtook Qualcomm actually is the biggest chip maker at one point for one quarter right. in 2020. So it's not like, Oh, we can just afford to ignore these guys. Like they're important now. They're, they're, they're big name. And so that's another added benefit here is that Android apps will be, uh, made to work really well with MediaTek powered Chromebooks. And so, you know, the same things that apply for these seven C Chromebooks will apply to those MediaTek ones. And there's a good chance that 8195 because of the cores that they're using in it, even if the GPU is maybe not the best GPU that you can put into uh, these systems on a chip, it's going to be a decent GPU, but the core layout of these things is going to be top of the line, like right. as good as you get in ARM generally right now. And so it'll be super interesting to see. Yeah, it, ma mean, it makes me wonder, too, if Google's not leveraging this partnership with MediaTek uh, with their commitment to Chrome OS in in moving forward with the fabrication of their own their own silicon. I would say I mean, that's make a, probably uh, make a, a very good they, yeah cause, you know they want to do happening. they probably want to do what apple did and have their own stuff that works perfectly with all of their stuff and then you know you have media tech who's now one of the big boys on the block who has all of this 
R&D and they can right. say, hey, yeah, you can do this or you can do that. I mean, not that Google doesn't have a, a wealth of developers, but they don't have experience in developing yeah, chips. It's, so. it's apparently not simple. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't, don't think it's easy. Um, I mean, Samsung, for crying out loud, seems to still struggle a bit. Like even with the, the S21 Ultra, like people are like, oh, this year the Exynos, the Samsung chip is going to catch up to Qualcomm. And no. apparently it still hasn't, you know, in, in multiple ways. When we're talking battery life, performance, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so... It's not easy. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Like apparently, you you got to have the talent, the experience, the understanding. Of yeah. How, how long's Intel been stuff. struggling with ten nanometer? Right. And they're <laughs> right. Intel for I crying mean, out loud. They're not a small company yeah. at all. And and they've got some experience. So yeah. all of this, like chip fabrication, is insanely insanely difficult. And so, you know, I could see Google, yeah, partnering with with MediaTek to to move forward on this kind of stuff. And and you know. Maybe that's how they end up making their. Who knows? Maybe know. maybe MediaTek makes it. You think? Maybe they say, or hey, at least we, fabricates it. Yeah, for yeah. Them. yeah I mean, like, they could they, fabricate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Google designed, created. Yeah, so Google chooses know, yeah. what they want, and then has you know because I think that's how it works for most people. Like, there's yeah, a handful makes, of fabrication. Yeah, so places I wonder if that, Apple. I wonder who fabricates see, I don't the think, M1. I think someone else does. I, 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 I could be bet. wrong. Though. I don't know that Apple has a chip factory, so that someone know. else has to make it. Yeah. So, Imagine I mean, the NDA you got to sign for that job. Oh boy. Yeah, because that—that's the other curiosity. Is it's they're all pulling from these ARM cores and buying whatever level of license they want or don't want or whatever, and so it would seem like the person fabricating all of them, which I know Samsung fabricates quite a bit of them. So you would think Samsung would be the best at making them because, like, you're sitting there making this for these people. But I just don't, I don't know enough about the process to they're fully understand. Like, I would imagine they're like separate departments. They're not even be. they're not even like the same teams. Maybe yeah, they maybe in order to yeah, in order to you know keep or siloed, to work to know? be able to yeah work with other companies. They almost have to like it's almost like the way Google looks at the Pixel team versus Android. Yeah. Like the Pixel team is just like any other phone making group of people even though they work in google and android and all that stuff there's they're siloed from that stuff and so i yeah i don't know that stuff gets over my head and i don't i'm not ashamed to admit i yeah. don't fully understand how oh, all yeah. of it works but you know I, I do think that you know between the the 7c uh hopefully at one point leading to an 8c because i'd love to see a snapdragon 8c mm-hmm. x you know chromebook um i think between those the 8192 is going to be a really nice step forward but now we finally are seeing 8195 development happening in the repositories. That was a little off-putting. You know, we got those announcements, and it was like, we keep checking, and there's nothing about yeah. an 8195. Like, how is this not in here? They have they said it back in November, like, that they're yeah, making an MT8195. Yeah, like, mid-summer rolls around, and they haven't started development in the repository. You're looking at 2023 before we see a right. device. And, and they've, said, for that. they've said late 2021 that yeah. we'll see devices. So, uh, yeah, it was cool to see... It looks like January 29th, I think, was yeah. the day that we've started finally seeing, and they're they're starting to roll in now. But that's cool, though, because, I mean, they're all octa-core, right? Yes. Yeah, so the architecture doesn't change that much to where, I mean, right. they and already have a good foundation to build on. So. Yeah, and it's not like MediaTek's new to Chromebook development or any of this stuff, or that they haven't been. I mean, they've been on it for the 8192. Like, And I would imagine, with the models being that similar, there's got to be a bunch of similarities between the two. So they can likely, they can take a lot of that work they've exactly. already done. Similar to Sam's or uh, Qualcomm being able to say, "Hey, we've done all this stuff on Cheza, the 845. They didn't just abandon all that stuff. Right. They used that stuff to roll to the 7C. So they can they can do the same type of thing with this, I would assume. And again, you know, they've got the 8183 in multiple devices. They've got what was the one that came before the 8172? 
73. 73. Uh, that, or 81, no. 80. 81, 63. Six, I don't 74. Know. Niner. <laughs> 74 <laughs> hike. Whatever was in the, the Acer R13. Yeah, 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 that. Uh, so there's that that yeah, media that tech chip. chip. So, you know, MediaTek has been doing this for a little while. You know, they, 73. Yeah, 73. 81, 73. So they've been they've been working with you know Chromebooks. They've been working with the Chrome team. They've they've rolled this stuff out. This they're not new to this whole thing, and they've put in a ton of work on the 8192. We've been tracking Acerata since March, I think, of last year. So it's they're coming uh, probably fast uh, in the next six months or so. We'll see quite a few different ones, probably some education devices, probably some consumer ones, you know, so they're going to be ARM Chromebooks and a lot of them. And, and hopefully, you know, if, if we start seeing thinner, lighter, crazy battery life, LTE on some of them, you know, this kind of stuff becoming the norm with Chromebooks, that's the impact that ARM will have. You know, it's, it's not going to mean that Intel Chromebooks will go away or that AMD Chromebooks will disappear and they're all going to be ARM, but it starts to put pressure in the right ways on, on the market of saying, you know, like, you get a Chromebook, you can expect to have two days of battery life mm-hmm. if you want. You can expect to have fanless designs. You can expect fast performance that's still in a thin and light form factor. Like Those are expectations, and those are things that ARM can deliver when it's utilized the right way. Right. And so I, we're finally going to get to see what that's going to look like because so far we've not. I mean, no no hating on any, any of the ARM stuff that's come out, but we've kind of gotten the bottom of the barrel with Chromebooks thus far when it comes to ARM chips. And so looking very forward to seeing what what good arm chips are going to feel like in chromebooks do you in think 2021 yeah do you uh so so for for anyone who didn't read your your last couple articles about coach z uh not not an hp i don't think so now um i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast or not so if we've yeah. talked about it sorry but i think it's interesting to yeah there are too many commits uh from i don't know how you pronounce it hawk hawkwin 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 something yeah h-a-u-q-i-n uh they're they're an odm they make uh, you know they make laptops and tablets and stuff for all sorts of companies uh that's how most companies have their stuff built and so there are way too many emails for coach z from people from that company uh, on them to to ignore and when you look at who they make stuff for they make nothing for hp and there's zero news anywhere that they're picking up hp as a client like there's zero evidence to yeah, say hp is mostly compound compound yeah. yeah so so it, when you start looking at that it's like yeah as much as there's an hp battery in it at least being tested in it i know that for sure it's a battery that's only in from what i can tell an hp chromebook for that matter uh, but that doesn't it's like somebody somebody grabbed anything. somebody grabbed a random battery and decided to use it. Maybe. And, and that is possible. <laughs> I mean, they they use random screens a lot of time. Yeah. That's possible. Or I mean, it is possible that that HP is inked to deal with this company. But I'm like you, I haven't seen anything about that. So, and HP is big. So I mean, they they could yeah. source batteries. They to could have bought Hawk King. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's hard to tell. But I'm I'm leaning towards not being yeah. HP yeah. now, um, and I'm leaning way more towards it possibly being another tablet from Lenovo. I mean, uh, you look at the P11 uh, Pro, what's interesting is, you know, we we got uh, an email about wanting to review one of them uh, from Lenovo. So it makes me wonder, like, Hmm. Maybe we're onto something. Yeah. I don't know. They, they didn't say, obviously. So because that device has a lot of a lot similarities. Of characteristics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a... Uh, I can't remember which Snapdragon's in it, but it's a similar Snapdragon to what Coach Z will have. Um I'm trying to remember. It's, you know, a high-risk screen, but it's not the exact same screen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
USI pen support or it's got pen support or something. I didn't, that, I'd have to go back and look at the, the article, but there were a bunch Regardless, of things yeah, in it that was like, enough that, oh, kickstand yeah. there and oh, pogo pins. And, huh. But the built-in kickstand, right? It has the built-in uh, kickstand no, it's or got, is it it's the got case a, one? a case on the back. Um, but the fact that it's the maker of the device makes a bunch of Lenovo stuff. Yeah. You know, um, that, that kind of stands to reason as well. And again, it, the, the, it was a speculative article. Sure. Yeah. Mainly to say, it's probably not going to be HP. Um, but that, but the, man, if it is something similar to that P11, that thing looks nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Like <laughs> it's it's an attractive device. Big time uh, iPad Pro vibes yeah. going on there. And uh, it's like, man, if the price is right, that's going to be a device that's going to be. So I'm looking uh, back at I am, this. I am um, probably going to buy that. Coach Z. Because I've been, I've been wanting to get another. Like I've been wanting to get another Chromebook just to have around the house, and Dude, I've want, been wanting like want that tablet, kinda, like that kind of like reading device, but also some media consumption stuff. Maybe like reading the news in the morning. I was just telling the guys I've been using the Slate again. It had been on a shelf and hadn't been using it. I've been using the the Pixelbook Go, and last month or so uh, I started using it. Yeah, because you got rid of your mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been about a month or so I've been using it again. And man, there's just something th- something about the uh, Chrome OS tablet that is so mm. intriguing to me, and I yeah. I enjoy using it so much. You know, when I'm around the house and you know sitting on sitting in my uh, chair reading the news in the morning, drinking my coffee, like it's so awesome. But there's just there's a couple of trade offs with that one specifically that are you know enough to make me not really recommended to most people. But it's like if we can just get a tablet that that does everything that we need and. So I started looking around. I was like, all right, it, it, I like this. I want something to read with. Obviously, the slate is way too big to read on. And Robbie uh, let me borrow his, what is that, uh, third iPad, gen? Fourth, fourth, fourth gen, gen iPad mini. Fourth gen iPad mini. And it's been so perfect to read on. Granted, that's going to be, that's a smaller device yeah. than what Coach Z will be. Yeah, but Coach but Z will be just as like. It, it's thin and light thin and probably. Light. Right. Yeah, so, so handleable. That that was the other thing that, that pushed me over on, on this. Uh the P11 Pro is the Snapdragon 730G, which is <clears throat> fairly similar. I think it's more on par with the 765G, uh, what we were talking about earlier. Um, and it's a 16 by 10 inch screen on this P11 Pro, but it's an 11.5 inch tablet. And I'm just like, eh, Coach Z's 11 inch, 3 by 2 is what's being tested on. Um, you know, but, you know, kickstand, detachable keyboard, all that kind of stuff. But then if you look at the P11, not the P11 Pro, the P11 looks exactly like the Lenovo Chromebook Duet. Almost exactly yeah. like the separate color bar on the back, the same, you know, case and all that kind of stuff. And so it, it looks one, uh, it looks like one that, you know, was kind of pulled from the duet and then they went, eh, let's change. Cause it's not exactly the same. I think it's 10.5 inches yeah, or something, little, you know, little small little changes, but ultimately like, yeah, you can see the, the absolute resemblance here. So it only makes sense. Then the P 11 pro, could be some slight variant to become a some something you know the duet pro probably yeah. not uh, but that what, could be interesting so we got an old pro yeah pro lenovo pro. duet pro that could be I don't know. why not i mean they've why got not? some they've got a lot of brain cash with the yeah, chromebook duet. duet people love the duet and so i mean like i hope that's the yeah. case i would this love is, for it to look similar to the p11 yeah. pro because that thing looks amazing uh, it really does it looks like a great a great uh, tablet so yeah, anyway. and th- so that was the path I went down. I, I, you posted about the P11. I was like Googling and looking at it. I'm like, oh, man, this thing's like, maybe I'll just buy this. And it's like, okay, well, because what is the price on the Pro, the P11 Pro? 
Starts I remember, at three ninety nine. I think it was like yeah, I, I was gonna say four hundred bucks. I, I, I want to say I found it for like you can 400. do the pen, get the pen and the keyboard with it for five hundred. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, <laughs> why would I buy that? Whenever hopefully, you know, Coach Z will be here before right. too long, and it's gonna be a full blown Chrome tablet. <laughs> yeah. To be able to do a Chrome device, yeah. Chrome device tablet. Yeah. Welcome to Chrome device. Chrome device. Uh, Welcome yeah. to Chrome device. <laughs> so be it would be nice, you know, like to have a tablet you yeah. can consume media on and do that kind of stuff play some games on because it'll it's going to run games really well uh android games especially but then you know dock in and and do all the stuff and there were some comments on my article like people were like oh you know if it's the duet i hope it's not made by lenovo because the duet couldn't extend displays like almost every other chromebook we know of is is not going to have that problem that was specific to the duet and the piece they left out like that's that's not going to be the issue but an 11 inch three by two screen yeah as long as the performance is good, um, oh man, I'm getting real stoked on that one. I am too. I, yeah. I, I hope it's and, something I mean, in this vein. The, yeah, the ninety, the the the, the eighty one ninety five from MediaTek is very interesting to me because it, like oh, like yeah. you said, it's that more kind of uh, from the ground up approach. But we're not going to see those devices for late late yeah, year for a while, and we so. don't know that there's any tablets in that mix. Right, no idea. Just regular, yeah. So right now we don't have like there's no eighty one ninety two tablets. There's only three eighty one ninety two devices. Period. Uh, a new one showed up this week, so we have uh, Aserata, Hayato, and Spherion, uh, which are from some game I'd never heard of, uh, like a racing game on PlayStation. Um, oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had looked it up a while back when Asurada was it Asurada? Yeah, yeah. Uh, first came out. It's some something formula. Uh, it's like this. It's an anime AI cyber formula. So think Speed Racer. <laughs> this sounds like and, a game. I yeah, need to Speed play. <laughs> Racer meets the Matrix kind of. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Why have I never heard I think, of this I game? I I'm just looking at this. characters. So, all three: Spherion is a vehicle. Aserata is some sort of AI intelligence. Dude, I'd, and Hayato is, I guess, one of the main driver characters. I am so into this. All right, I'm gonna check go it out. Do some research. Learn all the names so we can be looking for them because they're sure. probably gonna show up in the repositories. Yeah. So yeah, but right more. now we're not tracking any tablets. Yeah. Um. So that's why, like, if I'm, you're if you're into a detachable yeah, tablety kind of thing, I'm banking on this Coach Z. Coach thing. Z, yeah. I'm for probably, the right price, man, it's gonna be dope. I'm probably hanging way too many hopes on it. I feel, I, like, I'm, I feel like I'm doing it. I, <laughs> Just gonna let me down. Let's <laughs> let's address the elephant in the room. How many articles have you written about? Oh, Coach it's Z? ridiculous! It's ridiculous. Just search Coach Z on Chrome Unbox. <laughs> there are. Several, let's yeah. just say. Yep. Okay. But hey, I, I, it's been cool to be excited about a device that I keep, oh, yeah. I keep finding more cool stuff about. Like, right. It's not like you're, you're, yeah, it's not like you're making a ton of speculation on this. Like, yeah, there's obviously like, we don't know exactly what this thing's going to look like. We don't know. But like, you're, 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 you're hanging your hopes on some, some real stuff that yeah. we're seeing in the repository. Yeah. So, um, so like the, the, the real end of it will be like, you know, is it built well? Right. You know, does, screen it, does like? it feel good? Yeah, is the screen good? You know, does the seven C perform the way we hope? You know, right. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and we can't know that. I can, we can dig through the repositories all day and not right. find that out. So right, but I am getting really excited. Yeah. Real about that stoked. device. I'm just stoked for new Chromebooks coming. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm oh. really stoked about. Gosh, I cannot. And not, <laughs> I'm sorry, but these stupid enterprise <laughs> devices are just not interesting to me. Yeah, the super high priced like. And, and they're not interesting to a lot of our audience like, too. Yeah, We're finding that, that that's my problem like, is that hey. I love these devices. I was thinking about this Lenovo that Robbie's got in front of them. I get geeked out about these because of what they offer from the the horsepower perspective and the features and all that stuff. But I have to remember that 
consumers don't want these devices and I'm not going to recommend them to consumers because this thing's like twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars but I remember my days in the car business I had a Windows device just like this yeah and companies are going to buy these in bulk oh, yeah, and they're going to sure. give them to their employees and they're going to do everything that they need them to do and that's why these devices aren't being marketed yeah consumers like can buy them but these aren't these they're still, aren't they're still they're still important devices absolutely. for the market absolutely. absolutely but man whenever robbie was like all right cool we're going to do this review next week and i was like ah, cool awesome let's do it let's knock it out whereas normally like for certain devices when we're reviewing them like, oh, like i'm looking this, forward to it and like when the samsung I'm thinking comes in about i'm thinking about shots already and i'm doing this and this one i'm kind of like all right yeah let's let's do the review let's get it yeah and to, and to be fair like <laughs> that's just been the season we've been in with new chromebook yeah, releases it's been, it's been, it's been enterprise only really and that's partly the pandemic and all yeah, that of stuff course, so of course you know we're getting ready to ramp up into i think spring and summer uh, we're going to have a lot of consumer so devices and uh it's exciting give me that give me that samsung galaxy chromebook 2 give yep. it to me right now and coach z and coach z let's start filming some stuff all right i think that's it for today everybody thanks for listening we appreciate you all tuning in uh just quick reminder, make sure to go get entered to win the giveaway. We're going to give away a couple little goodies uh, to celebrate our 100th episode of the Chromecast. All right. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.